Welcome back to Emmaism, a philosophy podcast for students of philosophy, because that really is what we all are, seekers of knowledge. Today I'm going to be tackling the question, can rational thought exist without language? So first we're going to have to establish what can be considered a rational thought and what can be considered a language. Rational thought describes the decision-making process from the ability to recognize and assess variables in a circumstance to projecting how they'll exactly play out in a decision scenario and then coming to a sound conclusion or however sound this conclusion can be based on the information assessment. Honestly, there can be errors that occur in our decision-making process that could lead us to objectively irrational decisions but we really aren't going to be talking about the quality of these decisions today. For today's discussion, we're going to assume that an individual can have a rational thought when they're deciding between satisfying two cravings, choosing between turning right or left, or it could be as advanced as answering a question. Rational choices and rational thought mark our passage through the day, however minimal our decision-making consequences may be. Then, we have language being defined by Oxford languages as the principal method of human communication, consisting of words used in a structured and conventional way and conveyed by speech, writing, or gesture. Now, those are the important distinctions. Pay attention to speech, writing, or gesture. Those are very important in our discussion today. And I guess just to narrow it down or bring it to a platform that we can all understand. A language could be considered something like English or French, or some may even argue that mathematics is a language as well. Now that we have these definitions, I can answer the question at hand. My answer is yes. Rational thought can exist without language. Language is limited, and our thoughts are not. Our minds are a limitless space that is open for, among other things, sensing, creating, delegating, and evaluating. Thoughts are created by our internal interpretations of our feelings or mental sensations. There are an infinite number of thoughts to be had, but we only hold a finite number of words to express those unlimited thoughts. Over and over again in philosophy, do we see something finite attempting to mirror something infinite? This is also seen in religion, where we, temporal human beings, attempt to embody some eternal and trans-historical system. The same type of thing occurs internally when we attempt to explain our internal, unlimited ideas in a limited way through language. So that's basically the relationship between thought and language. But I'll get into that a little deeper later after I put our discussion in a context that's attainable and relatable. To do just that, I'm going to talk about the concept of free speech. There's a question of free speech being allowed in some countries and not in others. Countries where free speech is not supported are still countries where rational thought takes place. North Korea, China, and Libya are some of the most censored countries where speech is explicitly regulated and certain speech is prohibited. The inhabitants of these countries obviously still have free thought. Their thoughts are not prohibited nor regulated by law. Maybe the capacity for the most free form of thought may not ever be achieved or there as long as free speech is not a right, since teaching figures may not be able to benefit students to a full capacity since their speech is also limited. 
So I guess if the teacher's speech is limited as well, then there's no way they could convey to their students all the points of view to a moment in history or political discussion because the country does not allow it and the infrastructure doesn't exist to support it. But going back to the main point of this example, those inhabitants are generally not limited in their thoughts. They're just limited in their expressive words. They have the right to think whatever they want because it's internal. But when they speak those ideas out loud, it's not a guaranteed right, and they may be punished for it. And that's intentive not to share a rational thought through language. However, essentially this shows again that rational thought does exist without language. To emphasize that, rational thought is independent of language because rational thought does not need a language to take place. However, it is nice to have the opportunity to share our thoughts with unregulated language. So yes, free speech is a luxury for us in America because it enables us to truthfully relay our rational, uninhibited thought through our limited but free language. A tangent to this line of thinking could include the arts as another form of rational expression, but that's also for another discussion. I thought I'd also follow up this reflection on free speech with something that I actually learned today. I was walking around the bookstore and Daniel Everett's book, Don't Sleep, There Are Snakes, caught my attention in the philosophy section. So, you know, I picked it up and read the summary. And the book's about the life and language of the Pitahan Amazonian tribe in Brazil. They have a unique linguistic system absent of words that are well acquainted with in our ling- English language. They also have no counting system, concept of war, or concept of personal property. They perceive the world in a different way than us and communicate with each other in a unique way. Basically, they have a language that conveys their process of thinking rather than conveying the end result or observation. This is different from the English language, which goes about describing an end result unless elaborated upon in multiple sentences. So, the Pitahan language is very efficient. You know, they say things in one word with a suffix that would take us in our English language a whole sentence to say. An easy example of this that I came up with while researching the tribe is how they would theoretically go about remarking that someone's dinner's burning in terms of their suffixes. The first suffix is sort of describing word of mouth information transfer and would be equatable to, I know it because someone told me. The second suffix is more deductive, asserting, I can see it smoking, so it must be burning. And then the third one would be observation-oriented, which would be like, I can see the meat dish is black. Which all, you know, go on to say, the dinner's burning. So, the main point is that these suffixes would be in the form of one singular word. They don't need an extensive language to explain their rational thought because they have a developed and even more concise linguistic system. There's a disjoint nature between their rational thought process and explanatory language. And just to bring it up again, they don't have a counting system either, which can also be considered a mode expression of rational thought. Another real experience that we all definitely have shared is related to today's question too. There have been a multitude of times where I've been having a conversation with someone or experienced an event where I feel a feeling and I can't convey it effectively through my words. 
it's almost like I don't possess a vocabulary that includes the words I am searching for. That feeling creates a disjoint nature between our thoughts and language. This disjointedness between my thought and my ability to express myself through language demonstrates how they're separate entities and a thought can indeed exist without language. Again, with this example, we're back at the point of seeing something finite attempting to relay something infinite, and it just not working. Our languages are set, defined, and commonly used. Those are three factors that separate the finite thing with its language from the eternal thing, which is thought. Thoughts are fluid. They pop in and out of our heads, change with different feelings, and hold different pieces of information according to different circumstances. So there, they aren't set. Also, rational thought is not defined in the same way language is. Rational thinking can take place in many forms, whether it's a decision, an observation, or a remembrance. These again are fluid and can overlap with one another. For example, an observation can prompt a memory and then lead to a decision. Language is not a process like this. Language is static. It's hard to alter, and to be altered, it requires major moves and averting lots of public pushback since it's communally used. Then you know rational thinking is altered all the time in our heads and requires the approval of no one but ourselves. On top of that, rational thinking occurs within the individual. There's no requirement for a shared communal piece of the puzzle. You are not obligated to share the thought with anyone, and that connection between self and thought is unique. I'm essentially trying to explain why rational thinking is a human function with infinite possibilities, and language is the human response to comprehending the eternal and unending thing which is thought. This response, though, has flaws because we are temporal finite beings. We can only come up with a finite vocabulary which in no way matches the infinite nature of the realm of thinking and deciding. While reading up on this, I came across Peter Caruther's argument explaining his take on the relationship between thought and language. He argued that there's a type of inner thinking that's relying on linguistics. Caruthers believes that this type of thinking allows us to bring our own thoughts into conscious awareness. Basically, Caruthers identifies a separate type of thinking that he believes is different than plain rational thought because it may be introduced and must be manifested through language. I get what he's saying, and he's right. Some types of thought are dependent upon language existing. This sort of rational thought is particular because it relies on that existence. But I feel like getting caught up on that explicitly linguistic type of thinking doesn't truly give us any movement with our original discussion of the question of rational thought in general and whether it would exist with or without language. A technicality like this does not speak to the general nature of thought and its relationship with language. This type of linguistic rational thought that relies on language therefore must be finite. It's then not comparable to rational thought as a whole because the realm of decision making is, and I'm just reiterating, infinite. Also, there's definitely a consideration that rational thought would be unshareable if we didn't have a language to express ourselves with, too. If each of us are in a position where a rational thought is made, we absorb that within ourselves. 
But we live in a culture where rational thought is received, encouraged, and generally celebrated. So, without language, we wouldn't be able to savor each other's rational thoughts and have meaningful conversations about those. Basically, what would the point of rational thought be if we couldn't share it with others? Well, I guess self-preservation would be a purpose then. Language is convenient and efficient, though not necessary, and we would miss sharing. And, on the other hand, one could argue that rational thought doesn't have to be shared and isn't shared in our everyday cases. It's not like we announce to the world every time we've had a thought or made a decision in our head, right? I mean, we'd live in a chaotic society if we were like that, everyone announcing when they've decided. But... Rational thinking helps us move forward within the bounds of our temporal capacities, whether it is shared or not. Rational thought has established the things that we take in as given in our communities. This goes into more philosophical things like social contract, our chosen governing systems, and communication or educational avenues. Rational thinking is something that we as human beings will never lose because in our innate capacities, we all have the capability to think. As Descartes says, we are thinking things. And going off on a little tangent about rational thought and paired language, both these things concern the relationship between mind and body. Descartes talks a little about the mind being a separate entity from the body, asserting essentially at the end of his sixth meditation that the mind doesn't even need the body to function. If we're tackling our key question in this regard, we can say again, rational thinking can occur without language. To explain this with the mind-body dualism backdrop, a rational thought occurs in the mind. Descartes would argue that language is spoken or written, overall just conveyed through bodily functions like talking or writing, as stated way earlier in our first definition of language. As Descartes believes that the mind can perform a thinking function separately from the body, then of course rational thought can exist without language. It's a little complicated then, because we get into a dilemma of where language comes from. Definitely the first idea of a language came from the mind, but our definition of language consists of a mode of communication that is spoken, written, or gestured, which are all bodily functions. So, the mind and body would have to connect at some point in the context of language and the development of a rational thought. But... All in all, even from Descartes' mind-body dualism angle, there's a separation between a rational thought existing and its manifestation through language. Again, supporting that rational thought can indeed exist without language. Just to wrap everything up, I believe that rational thought can and does exist without language. The eternal nature of our thought and the finite nature of our language supports that. And again, we're thinking things, and I truly believe that. Descartes stresses the thinking piece of us because that's our most, most powerful function as temporal beings. We can think. And thoughts lead to all the innovative creations, groundbreaking discussions, and meaningful connections that we experience in our lives. Our thought is not dependent on language. That's all I have today for Emma Ism's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed and we'll be back next time for a new exploration. Until then, keep searching for the truth.